back to the operation of the fangirl podcast i'm l that's Wes. and i'm wes and uh today we don't really have something prepared um i just found out yesterday that the filming for uh the five nights at freddy's movie allegedly started um, and both of us are both very excited and extremely frustrated with this because we've waited since like what 2015 for this. Yeah, it was announced that it, again sometime in 2015. Yeah, it was announced that um, series creator Scott Cawthon was working with um, Jason Blum from Blumhouse Productions of such magical productions of as Happy Death Day, as well as other horror movies that I'm sure people can name. Um, if you I need, if you, if you need some, The Purge, the entire Purge series is Blumhouse. And that should just give oh, you no. about the entire vibe of what that whole thing is. Because really, I don't think Blumhouse is a great, it, it's not great when it comes to actual horror movies. Anything I've watched from them isn't actually scary. It's just, it's bad. A lot of them are B-rate. They're not good. Not gonna lie. Sorry, hot take. I know a lot of people like those movies, but. Well, um, I can't watch the Purge movie, so Blumhouse, this will be the first production I will see by you and probably the only one. The Purge movies are truly my worst nightmare. They're not that bad, actually. They're just dumb. Like, it's a bunch of bad actors with, like, weird subtext to it like the purge election day is about politics and about like fighting against like i guess it's about fighting against racism and like taking things out on minorities and all that kind of stuff but there's weird racist like i guess it's not even subtext it's just like the characterization of some of these people is so horribly stereotyped and then the savior of them all is a white woman hmm feels a little fishy but again i mean do you think we're gonna get some more of that wonderful um subtext and more wonderful like purge action in the Five Nights at freddy's movie you're ready for bonnie to come and say all crime is now legal for the next 12 hours i am ready for this whole thing to just go down in history as the thing that got so hyped up for years just for it to be overly disappointing. Don't, don't say that. Dude? Elliot, the only thing that. I'm looking forward to is the fact that, like, I think Josh Hutchinson is in it. Like, he's playing, um, he he's playing Mike Schmidt. Oh my god. Hello? 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 Uh, AKA oh Michael Afton. AKA the son of William Afton. And I could just go on and on about how this series, like Five Nights at Freddy's in general, has so much potential for all of their characters and it's just wasted. They ruined Charlie, they ruined um, Nightmarion, they ruined William Afton because they don't know how to utilize these villains. And I'm not going to go into this anymore because it's going to be like two hours long of me just ranting about how horribly they did this literally okay there's been one villain and it's william springtrap afton i'll have you know okay there's been one villain there's only ever been one he had so much potential 
I'll, well, and I'll I mean, you you have to understand that Nightmarion could have, like, it's it's technically a villain. There is um, a video oh, I watched. No, okay, listen to me. So this this character was said not to be canon, but it's chosen. It's shown up in a lot of uh, Five Nights at Freddy's games after Five Nights at Freddy's for the Halloween DLC. So it's become canon, and there's a theory out there that what Nightmarion represents is death itself, and um, specifically the agonizing death that these children went through at the hands of Afton. So it it's a it's just they don't use these characters right. There's so much potential. So then the only one that they've used right is Freddy. To be honest, specifically, um, Freddy from Security Breach, our well-known himbo dad that we all love. We love him very much. <laughs> Elliot, I have to. I have no. I have to comment on the Nightmarion theory. That's just a theory, a game theory. I don't know. I used to be super tuned in to FNAF theories, but, like, I just can't take them seriously anymore. Like, again, there's so many characters. It's over, like, there's, like, over 80, like, animatronics at this point. It's so convoluted. That's what I mean, though. It's, like, you're right. They have so many characters. None of them were, like, utilized in any meaningful way. As in, like, none of them have any meaningful characterization. No, but in the... like, their designs are neat. In Security Breach, Nightmarion shows up, like, looming in random areas, which means it is being... Yeah, like, um, you know, in the Pizzaplex, in that one, uh, place where there's, like, a giant Freddy thing on the ceiling? Like, it looks like a giant Freddy plush on the ceiling? Yeah, it's, like, near the main stage, right? In between his... Yeah, in between his shoulder and his head, um, there's a Nightmarion, like, plush, like, gazing down, and it's, like, they have one, like... And just, they have one in Bonnie, uh, Bonnie Bowling and, like, just random places within the Pizza Plex just kind of looming and watching you. And so Very I think, I think it really is, <laughs> we are, but I, I think it is just this looming <laughs> presence of agonizing death at which the kids suffered at the hands of Afton as well as, as Afton's family. It's, it's just a big weird theory, but I think it does have some valid points in it, and I think it is a really good theory, to be honest, which is why I'm talking about it. Mm-hmm. You, you should really check it out. It's actually really good. Um, I'll... Elliot, I love you, and but I did tell you, I don't, I can't do FNAF theories anymore. Every time there's a new game, the theories just get slightly more and more bonkers and slightly more and more convoluted. At first, like, again, I was, again, I was game theory like hello internet Matt Pat like game theorist Stan I was in the like I was like following Daco I was following like all the FNAF theorists like I just can't do it anymore Elliot I don't have the willpower nor do I have the brain power anymore Spe- speaking of brain power what do you think this movie's even gonna be about because in 2018 I remember Scott Cawthon the creator of the series okay okay so in 2018 um, Scott Cawthon's, <laughs> Scott Cawthon said the following, I'm determined to, do, to find the right story. I'm sticking to what I've always said. Either the right movie gets made or no movie gets made. If that means I have to start over, if I have to start over 10 more times, then that's what I'm going to do. The good thing is that each attempt gets better and better, in my opinion. So, despite the be- delays, it's going to go in the right direction. Quite frankly, Scott, your your directions can't be trusted anymore. You've written billions of books. 
You've come out with a ton of games. Like, this story is so convoluted, and we still don't have the full picture. How do we have so many of these books and so many games, and we don't even, we still don't understand what's going on? Like, and if there's no lore, just say there's no lore. Like, don't string us along, please. Please. Like, and like, it's like he, he started it with just simple lore as, oh, bad guy killed kids, kids haunting animatronics. Ooh, find out what happened. But then like, he's made it into this absolutely ridiculous amount of lore and shit you have to keep up with. And half of it just doesn't even, like, we think it's important. And then half of it just doesn't even actually go along with the story and gets thrown out within the next, like book or game that comes out so then it's like no one can keep up with it like like the whole game theory playlist worth of five nights at freddy's theories has been known as the Mm -hmm. five nights at freddy's bible now because it's just gone through and read this whole like he's gone through and read all of it he's looked through every little thing that comes out and is still trying to figure out what's going on. Like, it's like almost I mean, 40 videos it's now. Not... I mean, for me, that's the thing, though. It's like, you have to go... It's not even like a cohesive story, because it's like, it's just a little lore hints, like, if you care to, you know, like... It's like the lore is hidden, and not hidden in such a way of like, oh, you know, if you pay real close attention, it's like you have to go out of your way to find it. There's no story explicitly stated with each game. Like, and the fact that, like, Security Breach was supposed to act as, like, a soft reboot, (laughs) well, great job you did of that. Real great soft reboot you did of the franchise with Security Security Breach. Breach. I mean, and I don't understand, like, people's, like, Security Breach is, is, it's not good, and I was like, I liked it. I don't think it's really great for, like, the lore and the understanding of what's going on, considering all of this supposedly took place in the fucking 80s, and now we have a giant pizzaplex with these animatronics. Like, like, this looks like it's taking place in the future. We don't have any of this technology. And, like, I understand we don't have any of the technology that's, like, stated within the lore that it takes place in the 80s with, but at the same time, that technology is somewhat believable, Versus what's in Security Breach. Um, so yeah. GameSpot says, um. The Five Nights at Freddy's movie has finally begun filming. Jason Blum, the head of the movie studio Blumhouse, tweeted that February 1st was the long-awaited film's first day of production. It appears the movie has the working title Bad Cupcake as seen on the clapperboard. This movie is filming in New Orleans and will run through April 6th, according to the post on the Film New or, or the Film New Orleans website. And there's a tweet here and it has um, some of the like filming setup with the clapperboard that says Bad Cupcake on it from Jason Blum and it says day one hashtag Five Nights at Freddy's. You gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> it's been how many years? It's, it was announced in 2015. It's 2023. So it's been over eight years. God damn. So according to this website, the Five Nights at Freddy's movie is directed by Emma Tamey, who directed The Wind and Into the Dark. And the script was written by Tamey and Scott Cawthon and um, oh, God. Seth 
Hudback. I, I don't know how to pronounce that name. Um, who directed Mateo. But it does have Matthew Lillard, Lillard in it. I can pronounce mm-hmm. his name. You know, the guy from Scooby-Doo. Um, he plays Shaggy. Oh, <laughs> and Josh Hutchinson. Hutcherson. I always want to call him Hutchinson. Mm-hmm. Hutcherson, who we all know as... the most as exciting part of this... Pita bread. Exciting part of this... Pita. Pita. <laughs> Sorry. Pita. The most exciting part is... Pita. <laughs> <laughs> the most exciting thing, though, is Jim Henderson's Creature Workshop is working on the animatronics, according to GameSpot. God, God, that's so exciting. I... That is so... I... <gasps> God, I love, I love it. I love it so much. I love it so much. This is the thing, like, I will only see this movie probably for just the look of the animatronic designs. There is, again, the animatronic designs are probably going to be the best part about this movie, and I have no qualms about saying that. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just so excited. It, I hope that they get, like, into more lore, though, because that that's why Mm. this took so long, is fucking Scott wanting to get this lore out. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. And I already know we're not going to get as much lore as we are hoping for, because that's just how Scott runs things. Mm Mm-hmm. But... I mean, so what do you... Just based on what you know of the franchise, what could the movie possibly be about? um, I have my ideas, but, like, what would you... I guess, what would you even like to see in the movie? Well, knowing that this is going to star... Uh, like, this is... <laughs> this is gonna have Mike in it, um, and it's it's most likely gonna have more of the Afton family within it. I'm really hoping that we get into the Afton family, like, specifically the Afton family story. Like, I'm... I'm hoping that's what we get into. I'm hoping we get flashbacks... Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that we see what the first game was. Like, we see the first game within the movie. But as told, knowing it from Mike's perspective. Knowing everything that happened. Knowing that Mike Schmidt wasn't his real name. And that his name was really Michael Afton. And that he worked at these franchises to finish what his father started. Mm-hmm. I mean, so you kind of almost hope it's more along the lines of, like, like kind of a continuation of the first game. Like, we see not, not only, like, the actual, like, a, a movie that explains the first game itself, but that kind of ex- has more context outside of just the, you know, game segments. Because remember, the game segments just showed us you're a night guard, that's all you get. Yeah, basically what we get from the game was, oh... You're a night guard working at this run-down family pizzeria with the stereotypical Chuck E. Cheese sort of animatronics within them. And that the animatronics somehow have these free-range motion... Um, like, it's like a... Free-range motion, like a chicken. Like, it, it can... It can... They can move on their own free will, almost... Like, I don't even know why they're called animatronics, because they're robots. That's what that is. That's a robot. Like, (laughs) a normal animatronic would not be able to move like that. That's a fucking robot. (laughs) Don't tell them what they can and cannot be. These robots are animatronics or cyborgs. They can be whatever they want to be. And And that's the power of the imagination. I'm hoping... Okay, so, like, 
I'm hoping we get like Five Nights at Freddy's, like the first game with context. Because mm-hmm. the context mm-hmm. we had was oh, spooky old pizzeria, work as night guard, you get paid less than mm-hmm. what's it wh- what it's worth. And mm-hmm. then um, the animatronics get up and try and stuff you in a suit. Mm-hmm. And, and that's basically all you got. Oh, <laughs> uh, hello. Hello, hello. Whoa. The animatronics can get a bit quirky at night. Quirky at night. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean... But now that you've told us what you want to see, like, what do you realistically think we're actually going to see? Again, because this script has been in revisions, it sounds like the script has been in revisions, according to Scott Cawthon, a while now. So what do you actually think we're going to see? Um, I mean, honestly, knowing Scott, we're probably just going to get this really convoluted story that looks like it has a lot of lore in it. And then the next game's going to come out and it's not going to have any lore in it. Because as we all mm-hmm. know, Scott stepped away from the Five Nights at Freddy's franchise, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Like, he stepped away from the games. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure whether he stepped away from the movie or not. Um, That's a good question. I'm not sure. Because of all that stuff that came out about him supporting Trump and, like, donating to, like... I guess I don't remember it was like Christian organizations that kind of went against the LGBT and the um the like like abortions and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Which really how can you be how can you have pro-life beliefs if you made an entire game franchise about killing children? But you know that's just my thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good point and you can't tell me it's not it's, no, it's a very valid point. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I, again, all I hope is that we, honestly, I'm not going in there with any expectations because I, Scott is not a screenwriter. He, he is simply not. Scott um, is barely even a story I, writer, to be honest. And this isn't even talking again. shit. This is just the truth. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk like that mess about him because I have never read the books. Yes, people say they're bad. Maybe they are. Um, but he's by trade not a screenwriter. Um, but he has two co-writers. He has there's two credited co-writers as you mentioned earlier. So like, I don't think it's gonna be like a jumbled mess. I think it's gonna be boring. Is all get out. I really do think that's gonna be the problem because the thing with the games, most of the tension from the games comes from what? The gameplay. Managing your battery life. Managing all these tasks as you try not to die from these killer animatronics. Which, by the way, like, the battery what? life runs out ridiculously fast. Like, it's it's mm-hmm. kind of unfair. <laughs> A little. But, I mean, that's what it'd be. It's like, even you mentioned that, like, some of the most memorable parts of the franchise have not been you know, the other franchising opportunities. Meaning, like, you don't remember the Five Nights at Freddy's books. No... Not many people remember the Five Nights at Freddy's mobile app. People don't remember the games. That, that That's the thing. And translating, like, a video... It's a video game movie. I just realized that. And with the track record video games movies have, I think it's going to be a whole bunch of nothing. I mean, like, there are some good ones. Some... Name one. Um, I liked, um... <laughs> the Pokemon movie. <laughs> no, um... You know, I've seen, like... A Final Fantasy movie, and it was it was good. It was okay. 
It was pretty good, not gonna lie. <laughs> I liked it a decent amount. Mm-hmm. Now, see, uh-huh. here's my thing, is I think people go in with too many expectations, and I have learned that I only ever go in with expectations for movies when I have read a book. And mm-hmm. here's the thing, I'm going to go in expecting that storyline from the books, because I listen really? to the audiobooks of um, the mm-hmm. main story, like, not the mini, not the mini stories, like, mm-hmm. the, um... I don't remember what they were called, but, like, those yeah, stories like about Charlie, um, Charlie and, like, all her friends and everyone dying, mm-hmm. and then we find out Charlie is an animatronic. Spoiler warning, but you should have come into this knowing there was going to be spoilers. Um, mm-hmm. And so that that was my thing. Like, that's my thing. I'm going to go into this expecting Mike to be purple because Mike was actually the purple <laughs> no. guy. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go into this expecting Charlie to suddenly become circus baby. I'm I'm going into this with expectations that I've gotten from books, not from video games, because the lore as that we have learned all has been in the books rather than the games. Because the games yeah. don't wanna give you anything. They don't give you shit. They that give is you true enough. Like if you if you watched any of the Matt Pat theories, his whole thing is he went through the books. <laughs> like mm-hmm. he makes game theories, but they end up purely being about the books. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy. That's true enough. Actually, no, that's a really good point. So like this movie could entirely be like an adapted screenplay from the book series. Huh? I never even considered that because you're right. There's a lot more grounding it. The practice of adapting like novels novels or books to movies is a tried and true like it's a, it's a tried and true formula hunger games and i mean like, like hunger there games, are, harry potter what have you there are genuinely good ones out there like yeah are you going to be disappointed when you've already read the book and you go in to watch the movie and they've excluded some things that you felt were more important and they added in things that didn't help the movie move along at all yeah that's just mm-hmm. how it's going to be but like but see what worried me was the video game movie part of it like yes there may have been some good ones I video can't games don't tra- like they don't translate into movies well they do not because again but, no but your idea with the book so that is that is bang on like i really do think you, you like we've got something there but my also question is like <laughs> how in the world are they going to do the animatronics okay i understand it Jim Henson's Creature Workshop. That's my that's my other big thing. Sorry, I didn't preface that. My other big thing, aside from what what material are they going to translate into the movie? I mean, like also, how are they going to translate the animatronics? Because are, are we just going to be getting like are we just going to be getting a dude in a suit? Because it's Jim Henson's Creature Workshop. I get that. But are we going to get like puppeted animatronics? Are we going to get like people in suits? Like like what do you think we're going to get out of them? Because you you're a little bit more familiar with Jim Henson's Creature Workshop than I am. Okay, so I'm, I watch a lot of Jim Henson movies. Um, you do. This is why I said that. <laughs> specifically, I watch Labyrinth and the Dark Crystal a lot. Those are my favorites. So honestly, with the way he does like full body suits, expect to kind of go in. Now, here's the thing, though. They're never going to be able to do it like Jim did. Um, 
Jim uh, always, yeah. Okay, to be clear, we do both know that Jim Henson has passed away, yeah? Yeah, that's why, that's what I'm saying, like, that they're never gonna be able to no, do it like he did. Point, at, no, because you said at one point, Jim likes to do it, as in, in like, the present time. I don't like, like I don't like to talk us. about them like they're dead. <laughs> I don't. Oh, I see. Sorry, continue. Um, I have that's a weird so attachment smart. to Jim. Um. Mm-hmm. Like, I grew up watching, like, Fraggle Rock and the Muppets and stuff. Like, I... Mm-hmm. Jim Henson was my lord and savior. Thank you very much. That was my Bible. <laughs> I will... <laughs> um, so, the whole thing... Honestly, I've never seen them do it with, like, animatronics or, like... I've never seen Jim Henson's workshop being, like, working on a scary movie. That That's what's confusing me, is... Now, there are some frightening creatures, like the Boggins from Labyrinth, mm-hmm. um, but honestly, I think they're going to be really good. I'm just not sure how they're going to translate, because I'm used to seeing Jim Henson like fantasy creatures, mm-hmm. and all I'm really picturing is Fozzie Bear, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. as Freddy, waka waka. <laughs> Walk, walk. I mean, that's the thing. It's like the, the the thing about FNAF is also like the animatronics move in such a specific way. Like they don't. The thing. It's not. They don't like they jerk around, such... really. Like mm-hmm. they don't. So they jerk around when they're on stage, mm-hmm. but when you see them moving within the game itself, they don't. They don't have a flow, but they don't jerk. If that makes sense, like it's almost humanoid the way they move. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And see, that's the thing. Like, can any actor really translate that? <laughs> and I know there are, like, some, like, there are definitely some really good, like, creature actors, and there's some really good, like, again, in-suit actors. Haha, <laughs> furry joke, because I'm a furry. Um, Kevin Peter Hall. Kevin Peter Hall, as a Predator in the Predator movies, was a phenomenal creature actor. But, like, who else, like, alive today can, like, capture that? <laughs> Andy Circus, the guy who played Golem. I am so sure that this is incorrect. Sorry, I was looking for um, the cast mm-hmm. of Five Nights at Freddy of the Five Nights at Freddy's movie, mm-hmm. but I I went in and then I was looking at the list and I was like, this doesn't make sense because it starts out like okay, so like it says Nicolas Cage, which okay, that would have excited uh, no me way. if it were real. And then uh-uh. Katie... That would, actually, that would have been a phenomenal casting choice. Katie Sagal, or Sagal, um, she plays Peg and Married with Children, which hey. I like that show. Oh. Um, Mike Judge, who wrote no Beavis and real. Butthead. Familiar, yes. And then it starts getting out of hand. Okay. Um, it's the voice actor for... Patrick, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Uh, Bill. Bill Fagerbach. Um. Very Wisconsin last name. Bob Saget. He's dead. Gordon Ramsay, and then I knew it had to be a joke. I was like, <laughs> okay. So it's more like a dream casting. Okay, that makes more sense. Because like then I went back up and it was. In this list, I will be covering who I would want in the movie covering all the Five Nights at Freddy's games. Um, Gordon Ramsay. (laughs) God, 
Wait, do they have they not released a catch list aside from Josh Hutchinson and the other one? No, they have more. Um, so the Five Nights at Freddy's cast is Josh Hutcherson, who will be playing Mike Schmidt. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Matthew, Matthew Lillard, who will be playing William Afton, which mm-hmm. crazy man. That's kind of that's kind of have... wackadoodle. Mary Stuart mm-hmm. Masterson, who mm-hmm. will be playing mm-hmm. female villain. Female okay. villain. Um, Piper Rubio, which I think is a child because I've already looked at this list who will be playing Abby. I don't know who Abby is, but that's all I'm seeing right now. I'm kind of excited though. We will be, we will be doing this. We will be doing a continuation of this, uh, whenever we, you know, definitely whenever it comes out, um, Mm. most likely we'll randomly be bringing up within the pod. Cause this is a very exciting thing for us. We are, We've mm-hmm. been in the Five Nights at Freddy's fandom since 2014, baby. It's almost a decade oh, now. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> Thank you for tuning to this episode of the podcast. Uh, um, make sure, if you wouldn't mind, please leave a five star review if your pod catcher allows you to do so. Engage with us on the social medias like Instagram, Twitter. That will be in the show notes below. Make sure to subscribe. No, wait, don't don't engage on Twitter. Page. We don't have Twitter. TikTok. Engage on TikTok. Do that, and then make sure to subscribe to the pod so you don't miss another one of our beautiful, beautiful episodes. Make sure if you have any ideas or fan art or just funny little things you want to say to us, you can email them to us at the operation or operation fangirlpod at gmail.com so yeah and i will put that in the show notes down below so once again i've been west and i have been l thank you for listening and i hope you have a great weekend day <laughs> a great w- win- wednesday wednesday wednesday